Hello, my friends. My name is Jessica Morris. Welcome to the brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. Today, we have an extra special episode that my Aussie heart is so excited about. We are talking to Chris Sebastian and he is here to tell us all about his time on The Voice because the grand final is coming up this Sunday as well as what it actually looks like to grow up and deconstruct your faith, what it means to find your own identity and what's in the future for him. So I'm super excited to share this with you. Now, this episode is brought to you by JesusWide.com, which is your number one source for independent Christian music news and reviews, all those fun things. And I'm really excited that today we can bring some Aussie music into the fold because you guys know how passionate I am about it as a journalist and I've spent a big part of my career talking to Aussie artists. So I'm so excited that you guys get to meet Chris today. Now, aside from the fact that this is episode 60 and we are talking with Chris Sebastian, now, before I introduce you guys to Chris, let me give you a little bit of background on who this dude is. So Chris is quite a well-known Australian singer-songwriter. He's known for his sort of pop R&B soul sensibilities. And he's a really great musician in his own right. He currently, well, before COVID hit, actually toured the globe as a lead singer for the band Peking Duck and sort of worked as a support artist for them in their music. The thing about Chris is that he's actually really well known because he has a really famous last name. In Australia, we have a singer called Guy Sebastian, who have definitely played on this podcast before. He's been one of my favorite musicians for a long time. And because Chris is... His name is like famous by association. It's taken a long time for the Australian public and for people to sort of be like, no, Chris Sebastian is his own person and his own musician. And trust me, he is. You will hear his story today and his music. And this guy is talented. Uh, But it means that he has a really unique story because not only has he had to take the normal steps in establishing his career as a musician but he's actually had to really define his identity not just personally but professionally in an industry and in a landscape where Australia is like no but you're you're the brother and Chris isn't just that trust me so I'm excited for you to meet Chris. He's a really down-to-earth guy. What you see is what you get. I think that a lot of you will relate to him, whether you are longtime fans in Australia, whether you are a listener from the US who is a church kid, you are about to meet one of your own, trust me. And if you just love good music and upcoming singer-songwriters, you're welcome. You're going to love this one. This is also another monumental episode, if I may say so, because today we are making a big announcement, like I promised. And our big announcement is that we are launching a Patreon. So if you are part of the Between You and Me family, if you've always wanted to get involved and interact, if you love what we do, now we actually have a way for you to do that. Patreon essentially gives you the ability to support us financially every month. It can be for as little as $2 American or as high as 15. We have four different tiers and depending on which one you choose, you get different perks. Now I'm going to tell you guys more about that after the interview because let's be honest, we are all here to hear Chris Sebastian. A reminder for our new friends, you are going to hear a short bio about Chris first. Don't freak out, his music and his words are coming. But his bio is the who, what, when, where, why. Because for all the fans that are listening, we also have a whole bunch of new fans who are going to quickly learn to love Chris as well. And I want you guys to hear what he's been up to and his journey and why he's actually on a reality TV show. So guys, meet Chris Sebastian. Chris Sebastian. For music fans in Australia, his name is as familiar as an old family friend. Sure, the 31-year-old singer-songwriter has made headlines this year by making a grand final of global reality TV singing show, The Voice, in Australia, under the mentorship of Judge Kelly Rowland nonetheless. But you see, Chris has been forging his own path in Aussie music for many years. And it all started on Christmas Eve 2004 when he performed to a crowd of 10,000 people at Carols in the Domain at the Sydney Maya Music Bowl. 
Chris was just 16 at the time, and he was introduced as one of the three Sebastian brothers, who would go on to sing with older brother and musician Guy Sebastian. But from the moment Chris opened his mouth, it was clear he had something special to offer the world, and it had nothing to do with his famous last name. Growing up in a musical family based in the town of Adelaide, Australia, Chris first took the stage at church, and over the years, his musical sensibilities and spirituality would go hand in hand as he navigated adulthood. The world first met Chris Sebastian as an independent artist in 2011 when he dropped the single Flow. The R&B pop track received major press coverage, and after appearing on Australia's debut season of The Voice in 2012, where Chris was mentored by Seal all the way to the semi-finals, his path to success seemed set. But just like any musician will tell you, the path to success isn't a climb upwards. It's a unilateral magnetic road full of bumps and bruises, and you have to dig deep to make a name for yourself. And that is exactly what Chris Sebastian has done in the years since. His first collaboration appeared in 2014, where Chris was featured on the track One in a Billion by Ian Thomas. In 2016, he released his debut EP, Runaway, a collection of heartfelt tracks with a hint of nostalgia, showcasing his raw talent. It reached 65 on the iTunes charts in Australia, and the EP actually paved the way for his first national tour across the country, where he supported artists and his brother, Guy Sebastian. Continuing to build a growing fan base, Chris collaborated with Aussie pop star DL on the 2017 bop, Hey Nana. Yes, I said that correctly. It's like, Nana. Yeah. He also joined ARIA award-winning duo Peking Duck on the road the same year, and would become one of their premier featured vocalists, touring internationally with a platinum-selling act, something which he will continue to do once COVID restrictions ease. Chris continued to pursue his own music, dropping a Christmas EP in 2018, and in 2019, he returned with a personal ballad, I Found You, a song that reflected both his relationship with God and his marriage a couple of years earlier. And if you need a proof that Chris was able to straddle the line between faith and secular culture, like all the greats, you know, you too, Amy Grant, Lauren Daigle, and of course, Reliant K, Chris's ability to release a pop song about falling in love which could be about his wife, or Jesus, basically covered all the bases. All that to say, it was a really solid song, and after appearing with Peking Duck at Melbourne's Firefight fundraiser in February this year, where he sang to a crowd of 75,000 people, alongside artists like Adam Lambert and Queen, Katie Lang, Delta Goodrum, and Five Seconds of Summer, he was well and truly back on Australia's radar. Meanwhile, he also dropped covers on YouTube, racking up hundreds of thousands of views on tracks like Halo, Lovely, and Finesse. Releasing the original ballad soon, around the same time, Chris opened up about how he and his wife had experienced grief over miscarriage, and upon being invited to return to The Voice Season 9 as an all-star, he took the leap to see if he could make his mark as a solo artist again, this time fueled with many more experiences. When Chris returned to the reality TV show stage this year, he turned all four judges' chairs, including his brother's chair, Guy Sebastian, who is currently a judge. And upon choosing former Destiny's Child superstar Kelly Rowland as his mentor, mind blown, Chris has shown a depth, vulnerability, and tenacity in his music that continually leaves the public bored. While filming of The Voice was put on hold due to COVID-19, Chris hit another milestone in life. He and wife Tash had their baby girl, Ava, and with the mindset of being a new father and a solo artist who is ready to claim his space in the global music landscape, he returned to live performances on the voice of Bruno Mars' 24 Karat Magic and Charlie Puss' Attention. Chris blew everyone away with a piano-driven rendition of Lewis Capaldi's Before You Go. It was announced that Chris would be one of the four grand finalists on The Voice Australia this year. His single, Bed for Two, dropped as a precursor to what could be his first single if he successfully wins and garners a record contract with EMI Music. With The Voice grand final on Sunday night, Chris stopped to chat with me about making his mark in music and what it actually means to be a world changer when we both grew up as church kids taught to think about religion in one very specific way. He also tells us about being brave enough to return to The Voice, knowing that his brother is a judge, and what happens next, no matter what the outcome is on Sunday night. Guys, I am so, so delighted to introduce you to a really, really great Australian musician who I think you will love. This is Chris Sebastian. I just want to check in first. How are you actually going at the moment? Really good. I mean, it's a um, 
it's a really weird thing because it was really hard work. So, like, doing the show, this super long days, there was one of the days that was 18 hours. So I arrived at 6 a.m. I left at midnight. Um, so, like, that element of, like, it, it being really hard work and tiring was obviously tough. But then it finished and we're all like, oh, like, no, I want it back now. <laughs> like, I didn't want it to stop. Um, so, like, yeah, I loved the experience. Um, and it, it kind of feels, I mean, there's only really a couple more days left um, yeah. of it before the, the grand finale. So it, it's, yeah, it's, I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm, I've got, I've had more sleep, um, so health-wise I'm even better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, how are you guys going? How old is your daughter now? How old is Ava? She's four months old. Four months. Yeah, which is just ridiculous <laughs> that it's gone that fast. She was born, I think, two days or three days before my battle round. No. Um, so in, yeah, in my battle, I, like, severely sleep-deprived um, and mentally elsewhere. Um, but I'm really, still really happy with the performance. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. One of the cool things about you choosing to come back to The Voice this time, which was a super brave decision, um, was – I feel like a lot of people have finally gotten on the train of being like, this is Chris, not just Guy's brother, um, which is which is high time. It took about a decade, but they got there. Um, what has it meant for you, like, coming back and defining, your, defining yourself to the public when you've known yourself for years? Of course. Do you know, do you know uh, I mean, I, I like this question because for me it's almost triumphant. For a really long time, I was not only saying to myself, but I was saying to other people, if they would just give me a chance to show them myself, I, I, I'm confident that I can, I can impress them. I'm, I'm confident that I can show them that I'm someone worth investing in. I'm someone, someone worth giving them a chance. Uh, so someone worth giving a chance to. Um, but that's the thing. I, I couldn't get that for a really long time. I couldn't get that opportunity to um, to showcase like me and my personality and my, my musicianship and what I do. So the voice came around and it became this kind of like perfect scenario for me. Um, and that doesn't mean I wasn't doing other stuff. I've released music. I've done mm-hmm. all the normal artist stuff. I've played on stages around the world and done all the stuff and music I can do to get recognised. But nothing was really working because I, I couldn't separate from that Sebastian, mm-hmm. you know, last name. Um, so the voice, um, whilst, yes, like you said, it was a risk and it was. Um, and I weighed up those risks, but I felt like, like I, I feel like now that it's kind of just culminated perfectly for me because it has allowed me to have that chance and showcase what I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. That's really cool. What was your biggest fear coming back to reality TV? Honestly, the um, my biggest fear would definitely be I think people would assume that I was getting special treatment. Um, they would assume that Guy and the other coaches are in cahoots and they're going to put me into the final. And um, It was really, and it is really important to me that people don't think that. I, I want to make it clear from the start and the first step in that was not choosing Guy as my coach because it would have been very easy to do that. Um, but I wanted to, from the start to the finish, make sure that it was clear. I'm here on my own. They they invited me back in the show before Guy was a coach. I said no for a really long time because of my fears. Um, and so that was definitely what I was the most worried about is are people going to think that this is unfair, that it's rigged, that it's... Honestly, it was harder for me having Guy in that coach's chair because he's the person that I honestly, I want to impress more than anyone. Like He's, he's the one that I want to, because I respect him that much, I, I, his, his opinion means more to me than, than most. So having him in that chair was, was more pressure for me. So it definitely hasn't been, I haven't been given any advantages. I There's no like secret meetings or secret contracts. That, that's just not true. I went through the audition process. I waited like everybody else um, and had to do enough to turn a chair. Um, yeah. And so and that's been this whole way through the competition. I haven't 
like there's been no separate process. There isn't like a room for the professionals. Oh, yeah. um, it's all the same stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry if I am the one who's to blame, but can we hit reset and try this again? You are the one that I can replace. So could you take me back when I saw still shines in a really long time since I opened my eyes and I was where I wish that I could be? Yeah, so could you take me back to the clear blue skies on a really late night staying up to this On last night's episode, you talked a little bit about sort of coming back um, and you talked a little bit about, I would really frame it like your fears, like I'm fronting a band, like you're fronting Peking Duck, that's amazing, but it's not your band and like you've released some music and it was, you nearly talked about it being like, is this my last shot? Is it worth it? Is it worth fighting for this anymore? Um, What has actually given you the courage to keep putting yourself out there again and again and like believing in your music and your call um that's tough i mean there are there are moments where i feel really inspired but like before the show there were moments where i was like no i can i can definitely i can definitely get across the line and then i'll release a song and i'll have a glimpse of it for a second but it, it honestly when i say that i was trying and i was doing everything could i'm writing and producing every song that i release i'm playing a couple of gigs a week touring with different people duck are my family and they are they're honestly probably two of my favorite um people in in the world like i love those guys and they're so so good to me um and i won't stop working with them regardless of where i'm at in my career i am peking duck for life like as far as i'm concerned um and I'll continue to do that stuff. Um, so I think for me, because I had tried so much and I'd, I'd been doing so much and still couldn't get across that threshold of I can have a career as Chris Sebastian, that like as Chris Sebastian, not just as me, like the person doing stuff. I had a career in music. I was working in music, but I wasn't known for my accomplishments. Yeah. I was known for... You know, Peking Duck had a great show tonight. I'm so honoured to be part of it, but that's Peking Duck's success, not mine. You know what I mean? And so in all the realms, even as a producer, as someone who's, I'd be writing records and producing records for other people and seeing them do well. And I was like, that's so great. I'm honoured to be part of it, but that's not mine. Um, And I I, I really needed for me something that was mine. Um, And that's why, again, the voice for me was such a risk because if it didn't go well, let, let's think about it from the point of view of it didn't go well. Who's going to take me seriously after that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if that, if that, if this hasn't, um, if this wasn't a good experience, if I didn't do the things um, that I felt like I needed to do, then this would be very difficult for me to come back from. So I'm incredibly grateful that it's, you know, that this has gone well. Still so precious We loved you though we hadn't met yet I guess that God needed you more What color would your eyes be? Would you look more like your mom or like me? We'll find out at heaven's dawn Though on earth your heart stopped beating I know it is beating still And though we never got to hold you I know that one day we will You're gone for now Our time ran out But we will see you soon And what 
I associate with you uh, purely because I grew up in church culture um, and and we're part of the whole like 80s, 90s kids that were like, let's change the world and chant Jesus and all of that stuff. Um, and I was super curious because I know that that experience for me growing up has been interesting but also like a part of of shaping my career and my goals and what I think my purpose in life is um and I was wondering what's what being a world changer actually means to you now that you are 31 32 that you're a dad that you're an established musician what does being a world changer mean to you it's kind of changed um, from back then. Back then, I, I mean, you'll know this as, as, as well. Um, I think there were, there were things that we maybe were taught. I think there was definitely a culture within church that we look at it now and we're like, kind of messed up. That's correct. <laughs> like, and um, and um, I think the beauty of, um, of growing older is wisdom. <laughs> um, yeah, you learn things and you kind of go away from it. I mean, I remember clear as day um, moving from Adelaide to Melbourne. And um, as I, I, I was a good boy. I mean, I should say I, I am a good boy. But, um, like, I never rebelled. I never had I've never had that rebellious phase. Um, that's definitely why I'm mum and dad's favourite. Um, Clearly, I, obviously. Yeah, and so, but when I left Adelaide, and moved to Melbourne. I remember I was out um, at, I was watching two of my friends, they were playing at this bar. And I remember I, at that point, I'd never been out after midnight, never a thing. Living with mum and dad in Adelaide, I was like, 11 o'clock, I had to be home. Um, and I remember being out, it was about 2 a.m. and I was watching these two, two friends of mine play at this bar. And looking around, I remember being taught growing up, you know, like you shouldn't be going to bars and you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the idea. Like that was what was was taught to me um, from, I, I would yep. imagine, to, to you as well. And I remember looking around and going, these people are so bad. Like why, why are people hating them? They're just like, out having a good time. They're not hurting anyone. There's something wrong with what's going on. And I remember just experiencing life and experiencing the world and going, I need to reevaluate my position on on people and and the actions of certain people and um so the idea of changing the world to me morphed into this is what it's supposed to look like and this is what people have to do to to be a christian or people have to look like this to be the term that we that we used to hear here a lot is they had, if they look like this and they were hungry for god
certain churches that I went to that it's supposed to be like. And I love that, um, the way that wisdom kind of kicked in. And I could honestly talk about this forever. Um, I love it. It's great. Between the two of us, I'm sure we've got a thousand stories. Um, That's what it looks like to me now is it's just being, being like Jesus. And that to me is loving people unconditionally and looking past differences to just see the humanity in people and through that love and through that maybe they will start to rub off on people and, and, and have the impact that Jesus did. I'm a little bit broken, a little bit bruised, a little bit worn, a little bit used, but somehow I'm all that matters to you. I'm a little bit selfish, a little bit rude, a little too late to tell you the truth, but somehow none of them matters to you. You only see me as one thing, you see me as yours, despite all my failures and all of my flaws. You look at me like nobody else can. I had your attention just the way that I am. I've been looking for you now for all my life I can't believe I found you You've been waiting patiently for all this time But finally I found you I found you I have a few questions to wrap up because I don't want yes. to block out your time. But right. first, I do want to know um, about the grand final is airing on Sunday night. Um, yeah. uh, what is what does the next season look like for you? Knowing that you're not in control of whatever happens, uh, yeah. what what does it look like for you? It's tricky times. So COVID being the way that COVID is, um, gigs as it stands aren't aren't around we can't we can't do them yet it's still you know testing times for musos um so because like normally it would be like all right well the single's out we've just been on our last tour let's go out let's yeah. go on the road and let's play a bunch of shows so with that not being possible it's now content is king so i'm going to be back in my studio writing and and releasing as much as i can um, to keep people invested in what they've, I feel like people have gotten to know me and they've um, they've gotten to sort of see what I do as, as, as an artist. So now it's giving people content, giving people songs, and, and, and just keeping that ball rolling. Yeah, I hear that. Um, yeah, COVID snuffed everyone out for a six. <laughs> yeah, it really does. You released your single "Bed for Two." Yeah. Yes, which yes. one is just super fun because it's not a song about a long and winding journey that came out. I, I didn't mean it like that. No, no, but that's really, but that kind of the reason. So it, it's, it's funny. I'm glad you, you used those words here. Sorry. Uh, no, no, don't apologize. That, that's genius. That's fantastic. Um, but that's kind of was one of my fears, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Um, it, coming on a show like this, the track record for a lot of TV shows is once these people are off the show, no one cares and they just die off the face of the earth and no one hears about the music again. My fear was obviously that coming into this. I'm like, well, I don't think that's the show's fault. I think that that's the fault of people that go on these shows and then think, that's it. Everything's made for me. I It's all done now. Um, but that's not how it works. The, the thing about being on a show like this is the work starts after the show. I'm going to be busier after this show okay. than while I'm on the show because I then have to give people something tangible and and, and give them reasons for why they voted for me, for, you know, for why they've invested the time and the life to, to watch my performances. So the, the success of the song for me was very strategic in that I wanted to pick a song that people are actually going to want to listen to. Now, I write every song that I do. This one I didn't write. There was no time. We had, between the semi-final and when we recorded the songs, 
was 12 hours. That's the time frame that we had between finding out that we were chosen and recording our song. So, and I, when I say 12 hours, I finished at 10, 10 p.m. At 10 a.m., I was in the studio, in the vocal booth, recording that song. Oh, you poor thing. So that's, that's the turnaround. Um, so there wasn't a, there wasn't time for me to do my own song. We kind of just had to like go in and. I, but I strategically picked that song the day before because I think it's a song that people will like. It's super catchy and one that I think is relevant right now. So it's not your classical winner single at all. It's it's definitely not a big power ballad that's gonna climb every mountain. Um, <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's something that I feel like people would like and they'd listen to. I feel like radio would play it too. So yeah. um, that's that's where Bed for Two came from. Yeah. Feels yeah. weird though. Feels weird not singing a song. I like singing a song that I didn't write. It's yeah. Strange territory. I haven't done that before. Yeah. It means that we have to look forward to the next single as well. So we'll just roll with yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. I started this morning the same way I always do. I unlocked my phone, went straight to the pictures of you. It's just me, my guitar, and my suitcase in this motel room. I'm sick of the road. Just wanna be with you. How I wish that I could run away, run away, run to you tonight. Just run away, run away, leave it all behind. Just pack up the suitcase and tie up my shoes and run away, run away to be with you. I always wrap up with a few random popcorn questions, which may seem out of place. And normally they're something that maybe a fan would ask, or I'm just curious and have no other premise for asking. Um, So my first one is if you could collaborate with any songwriter in the world, living or dead, who would it be and why? Ryan Tedder from One Republic. I am obsessed with, uh, with what he does. He's written some of my favorite songs um, of all time. And I think, I mean, one, I love his voice. He's incredible. Um, but I just think he's super similar to what I like to do in the way that I like to write. So it definitely write to that. Yeah, that's an epic answer. He's one of my favourite yeah. songwriters. Love that. Yeah. Um, this question goes back to being a church kid. Uh, yeah. Were you more a VeggieTales or a McGee and Me person? Veggie Tales through and through. Yes, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. Veggie Tales through. It was Veggie Tales of Salty, the songbook for me. Oh, Salty. Yeah. It's so concerning now. There's a man walking around with a stocking on his head, but at the time it was so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, we could go back and talk about a few of the cartoons we had as kids and go, oh, yeah. Not so sure about that. And we turned out okay. We get there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My last question for you. If you could go back a decade yeah. and speak to Chris, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself? You know what? I, I would definitely say stay faithful. Um, if you if you could, um, if you knew what I knew now, as in the me, as 10 years in advance, um, that God time and time again, will meet you at your place of need he will he is faithful and so if you stay faithful to him um you know everything will work out i think that's something that i i remind myself about every time but i think as coming if i was to meet myself in the future to know that um you know that firsthand would be incredible
interview was so much fun. Chris was just so easy to work with. You felt like you were talking to a friend across coffee and uh, he was so disarming. So thank you, Chris. And thank you to your fabulous manager, Vanjie. You guys are awesome. And I so appreciate your time in a hugely chaotic week. Thank you. I would be remiss not to encourage you to go and vote for Chris. Whether you are in Australia or a different country, you can actually send three votes Chris's way now so that he has a chance of winning The Voice and getting a record contract with EMI. It doesn't cost you anything to vote. All you need to do is go to this website and I promise to include it in the show notes. It is 9.com.au forward slash the voice forward slash vote. And when you're there, you can actually click on Chris's picture and choose to give him as many as three votes. Now, it is free to sign up for that. I know it can be weird to be like, I have to give my email to a website, but it's literally just because in Australia, this is a TV network and they want us to be able to stream things. So literally just put in like your old junk email, put in your name, click on Chris, click three and go for your life. You have actually just helped a really talented Australian musician. So you can do that now. That is 9nine.com.au forward slash the voice forward slash votes if you really enjoyed what you heard today. And that link is in the show notes. If you liked what you heard, if you were really encouraged by what Chris said about deconstructing faith, about like finding out who Jesus is, please tell him. Um, It means an awful lot when we share our journeys and people are like, oh yeah, that's me too. So his Instagram is Chris Sebastian. That is C-H-R-I-S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. He did a sneaky thing where he kept the S the same for both names. Yeah, that's a thing. That's in the show notes as well. And his single, his latest single, Bed for Two, which is a really fun bop, is available now. I wasn't able to play it on this podcast because licensing is a whole difficult thing, but trust me, it's super fun and the link is in the show notes. You can download or stream Bed for Two right now on any good music platform. You can also find any of the tracks we played today, a lot which actually come from his Runaway EP and his latest single Soon are all also available on Spotify, iTunes, your favorite music platforms. They're all definitely worth downloading and listening to. Well, that was fun. You know how... uh, Like if we are all comprised of various parts of a Venn diagram, well, a lot of my Venn diagram is made up of journalism and telling good stories, Australian music, talking about weird church kid related stuff, reality TV, and a lot of music that I grew up with that makes me just super happy and reminds me about the journey I've been on. And talking to Chris Sebastian covers all five of those parts of the Venn diagram and hits right in the middle. And it was just such a joy to be able to speak with him. Now onto the other news. Guys, we have a Patreon. I know I said it at the start of the episode, but I want you to hear the story. So here are some more details for you. If you are a friend or fan of the podcast, you could be a long-time listener. You may have just listened today and were like, whoa, like these are my people. Welcome. The idea of Between You and Me has always been that we create a space for music makers and creatives to talk about the really gritty stuff, the stuff that doesn't always make the press release, the stuff that doesn't always make it into the magazines because we need to sell albums. I found as a journalist and in my time working in Australia and the US that a lot of the time those tough topics, I'm talking like mental health, divorce, addiction, sexuality, deconstructing childhood faith, losing faith, a lot of the times those things are sort of like they're not talked about fully in the Christian music industry, not talked about fully um, all the time by people who are Christians because they fear rejection of their of their friends and family, or someone's actually been so hurt once they have spoken up about it that there's actually not a place for them at the table anymore. Um, and as creatives and as people, they sort of go, well, where do I fit? Do I believe in this God anymore? Do I believe in a church that 
doesn't include me in it. So we've spent the last year and a half essentially creating spaces for those conversations to happen. And it has been such, I'm not just saying it, it's been such a profound honor to facilitate those conversations. Um, When I started this, I knew that there were artists who wanted to have these conversations, who wanted to talk about things that like cynicism, but I didn't know if they would be open to being on a on a podcast and talking publicly about these things. I mean, any musician has a lot to lose, their livelihood, their credibility, their like their social circles, any number of things. And I have been so just blown away by the amount of music makers from like upcoming music makers to like people who have won Grammys who have said I'm willing to sit down and talk with you about a part of my life that maybe I haven't talked much about before or um, that just needs to be heard and it's been so healing for me. A lot of you guys know that I lived in Nashville for a while and I left thinking where the heck do I belong in this church? Like I love Jesus. I, I know that I believe in 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 God, I know that I'm a Christian in the sense that I love Jesus, but where am I? What is this? What is this commercial religion? And when I talked to creatives in the industry, I found out that I wasn't the only one feeling that way. And I found out that there was really beautiful, authentic expressions of faith or the journey of faith in Christian music and outside of Christian music. Like today, when we talked to Chris, his journey as a musician, as a man, as a Christian, like it's all, it's all inextricably linked. Um, and it's been so rewarding for me to find that we have commonalities with so many people when we, when we touch on these topics, when we talk about story um, and that it doesn't matter what country you're from or what your political allegiance is or, or, your journey that we can actually find common ground when we share stories. And that's always been the premise of the podcast and my hope that you guys have have enjoyed that and loved it. Uh, And that is the reason why we started the Patreon because we want to invite you guys to contribute to that story if you would like. Now, please note, the podcast is still going to be coming out every two weeks and you can still hear it 100% free please know that you are part of the family. If you're here and you're like, that's me. Yes. You know, I love you. You know, you're welcome here every single time we meet. But if you would like to give, if this is something you're like really passionate about or want to invest in like $2 a month to five, 10 or 15, then we want to give you the opportunity to do that. We are completely self-funded and any money that comes in goes into paying our staff and covering things like podcast hosting and software and a lot of the stuff that we've poured money into already to make this possible. Now the great thing about Patreon is that it's not just a hey give us money because who needs that really. It's Patreon is actually a way that we get to like join together with you and sort of really become like a closer family for lack of a better term. So depending what tier you choose um, you actually get different perks. Uh, and it's a way of us being able to say thank you. Thank you for believing in us and our story and what we do. But also here's some extras because we want you to enjoy it. For $2, you can get every future episode ad free. You'll no longer have to click that forward 30 seconds marker. And you will also get exclusive behind the scene contents. Uh, sometimes that's videos. Sometimes it's gag reels. Sometimes it's questions that didn't quite make the cut. All of that is in there. If you would like to contribute $5 a month, you get all of that plus a special When Hope Speaks podcast, which is an exclusive stream that I'm giving to Patreon subscribers, uh, actually based on the book, my memoir that I wrote about four years ago about my journey with mental health and spirituality and travel. And every week I'm going to be reading a new chapter of it and telling you a bit about the soundtrack and my experiences. At $10, you get all of the above, plus you get a graphics pack and it actually includes like phone backgrounds and desktop backgrounds of some of like the most inspiring and and beautiful quotes and coolest quotes and moments from the last 60 episodes we wanted to to give you fuel to keep going through the week and this is a really tangible visual way of being able to do that at ten dollars i will also send you a personal card from australia Um, it's the same card that i send to 
all the artists and people involved in Between You and Me to say thank you for your time. Thank you for being part of the family. It does include Australian wildlife stickers because if you're sending something from Australia, you have to do that. Um, So I would love to send that to you. And then for anyone who is like feeling super generous, $15 is available and you get all of the above. Plus you get a one hour Zoom or Skype session with me. You can ask me about journalism or the podcast or music you name it we can probably talk about it when travel restrictions lift and when borders open up when I am in your city um, I will let you know and you will be invited to like a coffee meetup that we can literally actually have an actual coffee and share in these moments together so there is a whole lot of selection there and a whole lot of and a whole lot for you guys to choose from uh, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go right now to check it out, see what's available. Just go to betweenyouandmepod.com. Right at the top, you'll see become a patron. Just click that and it'll actually take you to our whole page where you'll have all the details. You'll see a video there, a description, and it will actually detail some of the perks. So you can find out a bit more info. If you guys have any questions, you want to know more about why we are doing a Patreon, or why we need funding, please go and check it out. We actually answer a ton of those questions, but you can also email me or contact us on social media. So you can contact us at any time at betweenyouandmepod at gmail.com. Just say, hey, Jessica, what's going on? And we are also on social media. So you can go and find us everywhere at Between You, Me, Pods. Um, And definitely go and give that a follow or check it out as well if you just enjoyed the content of the podcast. Morgan does a fabulous job of that. So I would love you to see it. All that to say as well is we would love to have you join the family in a new way. We call the Patreon the VIP experience because you guys... You're all important, but we want to give people uh, who invest in this something extra special. And so you have the opportunity to choose what that looks like. And we would love you to be part of it. And we would be really super honored for you to be part of that. That is all that we have for today's episode. I know it was a super big one and I am so grateful you guys are here for it. You can connect with us at any time on social media at Between You Me Pod. And if you love what you heard today, please remember to go to your favorite podcast platform and click subscribe or follow. We do have a new episode coming next week. It's a stellar interview with Jeremy and Christy Johnson, who are the lead pastors at a church called Fearless in Los Angeles. And they have some really, really cool thoughts on on what church unity means and how the church should respond to movements like Black Lives Matter, um, but also what it actually means to like stand with your congregation when they are when they are being oppressed or when they are suffering, um, especially if they're in minorities. It's a really rewarding and cool conversation and they also have some great music. So I would love you to hear that as soon as it drops next Friday. So just go and hit subscribe. And if you enjoy the podcast, as always, please consider giving us a star rating and review. We would love that. That is all for this episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode where we celebrated Australian music, my heart. It was so good for it. I love you guys. I will see you next week. In the middle of chaos, we have hope and we have each other and I'm grateful for that. Here's to hope. of me and there's nothing I could say to make you love me more no one else I can be for you you want me to be They were never in